Okay, hello everyone. Um, welcome to my podcast, Crime Fiction Without Borders. Um, so in my podcast, we are going to be delving into the world of crime fiction and specifically looking at three novels and um, comparing and contrasting a few themes that I've picked up on while reading them um, that have to deal with um, that have to do with the depiction of people of color in these crime novels and um, more specifically the depiction of peop- of the relationship between people of color and figures of authority um, like police or um, you know what is known as their superiors in some of these novels. Um, and so I am going to be splitting this podcast up into three episodes. Um, In this first episode, I'm going to be talking specifically about how people of color are really portrayed and depicted in these novels um, and how their visuals um, go into strategies these authors use um, in writing their novels um, that predominantly feature Black characters. So I'm going to be focusing on um, Quay Carty's Murder at Three Points, um, Attica Locke's Pleasantville, and Barbara Neely's Blanche Cleans Up. Um, so all of these books really have to deal with race and political situations in different ways. And I found a lot of vast, vastly different strategies that these three authors used um, to represent their characters and how they introduced them to their readers um, and how they interacted with other characters, which I found really interesting um, to compare. And so um, in this first episode, I'm predominantly going to be looking at Pleasantville and Blanche Cleans Up and how they contrast with um, these strategies. Um, So just jumping right into it, I want to first kind of talk about how Attica Locke introduces her characters who are mainly people of color in this town, um, Pleasantville, which is a very diverse um, town and um, the way that she chose to kind of do this with her characters she had very much of sort of an impartial way of writing about them where um, she was very implicit about describing these people of color and what they look like to others and how they act um, and so, you know, we are never even explicitly told that Jay, who is the narrator and protagonist of this book, is Black, um, even though it is very obviously inferred. Um, but, you know, when she chooses to introduce people, she kind of goes about this without, um, you know, blatantly describing what they look like or their visual. She goes about talking about some other attributes of them, maybe about, you know, their um, their reputation or whatnot. So for example, on page four of Pleasantville, when she's introducing Axel Hawthorne, who is a, um, you know, important character throughout this book, um, she first just says, she says that he is a Pleasantville native. That is the way that she describes him in these first couple sentences of introducing his character. Or when she introduces Sam on the same page, she just simply describes him as a patriarch of one of Pleasantville's founding families. Um, And so I thought this was very interesting that these characters were people of color and she chose to kind of not have that be a defining quality that her readers 
want that her readers pick up on at first she wanted to kind of introduce them in other ways which vastly differs from how Barbara Neely chooses to introduce her her characters um and so she very much introduces her characters sort of as they as they appear as they are much more visually um for example on page six of Blanche Cleans Up she describes Carrie who is um, one of the helpers, one of the domestic workers um, in this story, who is a Black character. And so, you know, one of the very first lines that we hear about her is, um, Carrie was a plain-faced, dark, brown-skinned woman, nowhere near as dark as Blanche, and then proceeds to kind of go into details about her brown hair and her deep brown eyes and the like. So much more focused on you know, her outside appearance, similar to Saks, who is actually a white character. But I did also find it interesting how, you know, Blanche, when she meets him, she isn't exactly sure of his race. And the fat and because of that, she kind of still uses the strategy of describing exactly what he looks like, which is not really what she does for the white characters. So, for example, on page 10, when she's talking about Saks, Blanche describes how he was the color of old, old gold. He could have been a mulatto or a Latino, but the ease with which, we, with, with which he stood at the rich white folks' door in his shorts and t-shirt convinced her he was Caucasian. And so I think this was really interesting, how it wasn't really the color of his skin that she was convinced by it was how he acted and how he interacted with these white characters um who when we are later introduced to them like Alistair Brindle we aren't we aren't told about we aren't given any you know descriptive narrative of their skin color their skin tone the first couple sentences that we meet Alistair Brindle from Blanche's perspective on page nine the one of these sentences is Alistair Brindle spoke like an authority. Um, and so there's very much a divide between how these black and white characters um, are described and, you know, how they're introduced to us as readers. Um, and there's also kind of this divide between the black and white characters as they are. There's very much this racial hierarchy that is very prevalent in our world today um, within this book. Um, and so I think that these, this contrast between Pleasantville and Blanche Cleans Up is, you know, is a very complex topic of how to approach this, how to narrate a book with characters that are predominantly of color. Um, you know, is it an author's job to kind of paint a holistic picture of what their characters look like? Um, or is it problematic in and of itself that authors are expected to um, point out what race a character is right away because their readers won't assume that they are a person of color right away? Um, and so to kind of try and, in an attempt to kind of try and discover more about these, what is kind of the moral approach here? I spoke with one of my classmates, Olivia, to get her outside's per 
perspective on these novels and what she thought about introducing these characters um, and sort of their relationship with others in these books as well. All right, hello, thank you for joining me, Olivia. If you wanna introduce yourself really quick. Yeah, my name's Olivia. I was in class with Stephanie. Okay, so we are gonna be talking today for my podcast about um, how people of color are depicted in these crime novels. And I'm specifically sort of focusing on the last couple of books we read. So Pleasantville, um, Murder at Cave Three Points and Blanched Cleans Up. So um, I wanted to get your perspective on sort of how some of these characters are portrayed and also specifically with their relationships with like figures of authority and you know whether it's like police officers or people who are kind of their superiors in these books so my first question i have for you is do you think that it's kind of an author's job to paint a holistic picture of their characters especially when it comes to the color of their skin or do you think that authors should like approach these visuals more impartially. Um, so specifically in Pleasantville and Blanche Cleans Up, there's a very much of like a contrast of how, you know, people of color are introduced and like how descriptive these characters are with the color of their skin. So I wanted to see if you thought anything about that and whether there's kind of a right, right way to write about people of color or if you what what do you think about that um yeah so i'm not really sure if there's like a right and wrong way i think that i'm definitely guilty of this and i think a lot of people are guilty of assuming that a character is white so i understand why um someone might feel the need to introduce a character and clarify the color of their skin, especially if the novel's addressing um, racism and kind of um, the struggles and biases that are faced um, on a daily basis, like in Pleasantville um, with just like the entire book is just, you know, and Blanche cleans up, there's a lot about kind of what it means for someone to be a person of color and like how, like it's important that you know that it's a person of color because of the context that it gives you for, you know, the assumptions that are made. And it really does address like the issues that they face. So to not know that it's a person of color would kind of not, the book wouldn't really make sense. Um, then again, it shouldn't have to be the job of the author to clarify. I feel like that definitely shows that as a whole, as a society, as a, as a society, we tend to, we make, we are so geared towards normalizing white, like everything is, how do I say this? so much of as a society we're geared towards assuming whiteness 
unless told otherwise, Mm -hmm. that it's almost problematic in itself that it needs to be clarified. Yeah. Um, If that makes any sense. No, that definitely makes sense. And that's kind of like the complexity here is that, you know, like, does the fact that it needs to be clarified, is that, you know, does that kind of show how our society is really functioning or is that really just like the author being descriptive you know it's hard to figure that out um so i also kind of wanted to know similarly how you think how you think that people of color in these books should what the relationship should be like with figures of authority because you know, in Pleasantville, we see a lot of sort of hostility between these characters of color and like police members, um, which is very prevalent, of course, to what's happening today in the world. Um, And then in a book like Murder at Cave Three Points, we have a person of color who is a member of the police force, and he is the narrator himself. So you know, of course, this is a kind of complex question also, but do you think that there's kind of like a responsibility almost from an author to shed light on how hostile police can be or, you know, just the corruptedness of our justice system through these relationships? Or do you think that it's kind of very situational in these books? Yeah, I think that... As with any issue, like, I relate this to, like, Gone Girl, like, you know, talking about women and abuse. Um, It needs to be somewhat accurate because putting false, making, giving the reader a false impression of something that is so much of an, like, is such an issue and is so relevant to current events can be really harmful to the way that they respond to current events and how they think about current events because literature has such an effect on the way that we perceive the real world even though it's fiction Mm -hmm. um so there is a responsibility to think about how is my writing going to lead the reader to come to certain conclusions about the topic i guess no yeah that makes a lot of sense and like you know, they, they should take that opportunity of writing a book to maybe shed light on something while they can. Um, so do you think that that was kind of a fault with Murder at Cave Three Points, that the protagonist was a member of the police force, whether or not maybe even if he was or was not a person of color, do you think that the book would have been more beneficial and purpose and, you know, had more of an impact on readers if the narrator had been sort of like an outside perspective, like we've seen in other books? Um, I think that, I mean, obviously there are people of color on the police force, you know, it's not, it's not all just, you know, white supremacists. Right. (laughs) Um, so like to have, I don't think it was, I don't think it addressed the issues the same way as the other novels because of the narrator's position, but I also don't think it was any less valuable because the narrator's position showed a different sort of 
it addressed it in a different way and it short it showed a different side of what it can look like to be a person of color and be involved with people of authority. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it was any less valuable. I just think it was different. Yeah. I, and, you know, also it took place in Ghana. It didn't take place in the U S where, you know, issues with the justice system and the police force are more prevalent than many other places. But um, yeah, I agree with that. I think it's important to kind of see both sides because it's not like every individual police officer is a hostile person in and of itself. Um, so yeah, I think that's important to note as well. But that is all the questions I have. Thank you for joining us. So some of my conversation with Olivia has to do with some of the topics that I'm going to be addressing in next week's episode. But um, I think it's important to also note from that conversation, you know, part of the portrayal of people of color is also their relationships with other people. And that includes people of the justice system or people um, who they're working for or whatnot. Um, and that is a very important part of how their characters are um, depicted in these novels. Um, but I think, I think that Olivia brought up a really good point as well about how there really is two sides of looking at this. There is the side that you know, in Blanche Cleans Up, where we have these characters who are very much, you know, visually explained to us um, that, you know, is that entirely necessary? Um, because, you know, is it that, is that kind of the fault of the reader for having to need that sort of almost cushion from the author in providing those details and Barbara Neely has actually received a little bit of backlash from how she describes her detail her detailed descriptions from her detailed descriptions of these characters of color and why she felt the need to kind of go in depth in those sort of aspects um and so you know we have that and you know, the contrast of that between Pleasantville, where it's not really just given to us, these the race of all these characters. And, you know, some people might also disagree with that strategy and that it is the author's job to give us this holistic picture of all these characters and what they look like because it's not a movie we're reading a book you know we can't see what these characters look like with our own eyes but there's this complexity of you know that is kind of a fault in our society as it is that um that it's necessary to include these details about a character's race because the reader will automatically assume that a character is white without further description. And I think that's a really important point that Olivia brought up and something to consider. Um, and so I think that what we're really, what I really took away at the end of the day from comparing the portrayal of these characters is that there really isn't a right or wrong way or a way that I particularly agree with or disagree with. Um, in how to portray these characters, because I think that there's kind of upsides and downsides in these two strategies. I think that there needs to kind of be a balance in describing characters of color, because 
I agree that, you know, it was when reading Pleasantville, it was, you know, it was difficult at times because I didn't want to assume that a character was white, but I also couldn't see these characters because I was reading words off of a page. Um, And so I think that there definitely needs to be a balance that exists when utilizing these strategies and maybe a happy medium between these, um, the way that these authors chose to do this. Um, But next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, the other part of my conversation with Olivia in these um, relationships between these characters and authoritative figures in these books um, and talking a little bit more about Quay Carty's Murder at Three Points. Um, But thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope to see you next time.